Welcome to Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juice box. Oh, boy. And often on this show, we've had episodes, and we've told you since the beginning about, uh, you know, episodes about parenting, episodes about the city of Nashville, and then pop culture stuff. We've been doing this for about, I don't know, 17 or so episodes now, and we thought that we would do something for uh, a different type of person out there. And what we're referring to is, uh, if you are, if you do not have children, and uh, you want to hear about a parenting topic that might that might hit home to you. Say you are about to have children, you're thinking about having children, but you just don't know because you're nervous, you're scared, there are things that go into your mind. And what we wanted to do today is kind of uh, provide somewhat of a roadmap for all of you non-parents out there that are thinking about having children. Or, or expecting maybe, or yeah, kind of going through those first steps of the child process. Yeah. And we want to give you a father's perspective on this. Um, this could be for moms and dads, but I, I think that this is going to be more of a, of a dad's guide to having children. Certainly because it's one sided. I, I have no idea what it's like to carry a child inside of me. I once ate a lot of Mexican food. I don't know if that counts <laughs> or not, but I've heard that they, they compare that. What is it? The burrito real. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Shit. that's what having having a baby's like is carrying a burrito real. <laughs> it gets real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've had a couple of people approach us about this topic. Um, you know, saying like maybe we should do something like this because basically, you know, we're not going to be a lot. We're not going to be diving into a lot of history or facts. This is more or less just like story time. I yeah. feel like because it's our own personal story. We're not trying to tell you what to do. Everybody's different. Different things work for everybody. But, you know, if you hear how we navigated it, maybe that'll make things a little less stressful for you. Like, okay, maybe I don't need to stress as much about that. Or maybe it'll have the opposite effect. You'll be like, oh, crap, I wasn't stressing about anything, and now I really need to get right. my stuff in order. So it is story time with the guys at Raising Nashville. And if you haven't picked up on it by now, what we're going to cover today is the first nine months. And when we say that, we don't mean the first nine months after you have a child, right? We might cover that in the future. This Having a kid precedes that. Having a kid starts from a certain day, and then it lasts nine months up until you actually see this child in person. Yeah, there you go. Conception to delivery. Right? Kind of? Yeah, more or less. I, th I think we're going to take this one up to when you actually went to the hospital, and then we're going to continue on this uh, this whole little journey. We'll do a hospital episode, and then I think we'll do maybe the second nine months, you know, the first nine months of your kid's life outside of the womb, or maybe first year or something like yeah. that. Well, I, th I want to make this a series that we kind of touch on, because I feel like if we tried to cram it all in one episode, it would either be three hours long, right. or we would just gloss over some of the stuff that was kind of important to us. So this is like Star Wars, episode four. Well, uh, no, it'd be episode one. Um, uh, come, yeah. no, come on, I don't want to be episode one. I yeah. plan on talking at length about the conception part. <laughs> so if I, <laughs> I don't think they want to hear that. I certainly don't. Well, yeah, exactly. All right, so anyway, before we jump into the stories, we always got to have a title for the episode. So I think the title for this episode is What the Hell Did We Do? <laughs> That's a good one. And I feel like that's a, you know, even if you're planning to have a kid, when you first find out, you're bo you both, you and your wife are probably kind of a little bit like, oh, crap, this just got real. Right. Yeah. And if you're not planning to have a kid and you find out, then 
it really got real. <laughs> yeah, I can talk a little about that. Yeah. So, so if you're uh, thinking about having kids out there or had kids and want to hear what three uh, degenerates did when they found <laughs> out up until they had a kid. I'm not ready to qualify myself as a degenerate totally. Uh, okay, yeah. pre- okay, we were former degenerates. And now okay, we've seen the light that. since we had children. Mm-hmm. They've kind of shaped the way we uh, walk through life now. Um, so what we wanted to do is, uh, like Juicebox said, the day you found out, the day you went to the hospital, what happened in those nine months? Cool. So who wants to start it off? Um, um, I, I can go if if you guys don't mind. Um, since we're starting, no, so we'll start at the beginning. It's the day you found out, whether you're planning on having kids or not. My wife and I were planning on having a child. We didn't realize it was going to happen as fast as it did. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes when you go off birth control, you find out like almost immediately. Sometimes it takes weeks, months, even years to have that child. And, um, you sure. know, it's a hard process. It's it's a, mentally it's draining. Right. Unless you find out right away. And then you were like, oh, wait a minute. I thought I had a couple months here. <laughs> and now uh, that can be whoa. a surprise. Yeah. So the day I found out was, and I, I will never forget this in my entire life, which most people probably won't. I was at opening day, uh, Tennessee Titans versus Oakland Raiders here in Nashville. Uh, I want to say it was the Raiders. The, no, <laughs> sorry, the I had to do that. <laughs> so uh, it was opening day. Um, game was great. Titans win. I go home. I am Sunday Bucky. All I am all Sunday Bucky out. Yeah. I'm done. I mean, I've been drinking for four straight hours. Titans win opening day. Corn dogs. It was beautiful, right? It was beautiful outside and everything. I go in my house. I sit down on the couch, and I am just spinning. Uh, I'm having a great time. Titans win. All of a sudden, my wife and uh, my stepson walk in, and they were like, hey, we've got this gift for you. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't know why you're giving me a gift on a random Sunday here in uh, September, whatever it was. So I was on the couch and I'm just drunk and they hand me this present. <laughs> yes, it's a great way to start it, right? Yeah. So they hand me this present and I open it and it is a little onesie with uh, the, the, the string cheese symbol, string cheese incident, my favorite band, mm. um, with the string cheese incident symbol. And I remember looking at my wife and I was like, are you fucking serious? Not realizing there was another child in the room. <laughs> drunk. <again. laughs> drunk. And she said, yeah. And I just started drunk, ugly college girl crying. I mean, it was bad. (laughs) And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Asher came and gave me a big hug. And she gave me a big hug. And I'm almost tearing up thinking about it now, but I couldn't stop crying. Uh, and then and then it was just kind of like, okay, we're having a baby. And they went back to what they were doing. Asher was playing in his room. Stephanie was doing something in the kitchen. And I go outside and just chain smoke cigarettes until I wrap my head around this thing. <laughs> and then I come back in and give her a big hug. So, I don't, so for you, those of you out there, it really didn't set in until the next day for me. Oh, well... It doesn't set in for a while, really, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's the truth. It's mind blowing for sure. All right, uh, go go for it, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess ours was somewhat similar. You know, we were trying to have a kid. Dana went off birth control. We same type of thing. We're like, oh, this will probably take a couple months at least. Who knows? It happened extremely fast. We found out on Christmas Eve we were at Dana's sister's house, and Dana's Ooh. like, full disclosure, we had been out the night before. She wakes up. She's like, uh, you know, I'm late. Maybe you need to go get a pregnancy test. And I was just like, oh, okay. okay. 
went and bought a two-pack because you can't never be too sure. That's right, know. yeah. So she takes a pregnancy test, finds out that she's pregnant on Christmas Eve, and we're both just like, oh, snap. Like, we've been wanting it. We were ready for it. But we also had a badass trip to New Orleans for New Year's planned mm. one week away with a big group of people going down there. So we were just like, well... I mean, we still went to New Orleans, but we were also just like, this is changes things a little bit. And also, it was really weird because we didn't want to tell anybody until, you know, we'd gone to doctor's appointments or whatever. So we were like keeping that from Dana's and my family throughout the Christmas season, which was kind of bizarre. Because even her parents and like some other people in her family were like, Dana? You know, something's different. You're really glowing right now. It was people we were just like, uh. oh man, it's happening. <laughs> Thank, man. Thanks, Santa. <laughs> yeah, Santa. <laughs> we eventually told the people we went to New Orleans with, but then held off like telling anybody else until after that first. So you went to New Orleans. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we'd already yeah we'd yeah. already rented a place and like we, yeah we had tickets to a show. We were definitely not missing that. Yeah, you can still enjoy things for sure. All right, that's a good one. That, yeah. Um, I, um, so alcohol is involved in the first two of these stories. It's involved with the third. All right, so mine's a little different. Um, my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, I'm pretty sure, so I don't think she's going to mind that I tell this story, but this is it's also very true. So I don't – I mean, you can't be ashamed of the truth. We love so. walking fine lines here on Raising Nashville. <laughs> you, you, you can't be ashamed of the truth. So – I had taken a customer out to dinner, and we had had some drinks, but there was also a party. Well, uh, let me let me back up. Uh, my wife and I were uh, were dating at the time, so it was a Friday night. I was out with a customer. I took him out to dinner. We had a good time. There was a party back at my house, so after I left, I dropped my customer off, went, picked up uh, my girlfriend, my wife, future wife, and I get to her house, and uh, the lights are off, and she's inside, and she's uh, she's sitting in her bed, and she's like, I want to break up. <laughs> and I was just not in the mood to even fight with it. I was like, "We'll talk. We'll just talk later." I was, I, I just, I was in a good mood. I was having a good time. It's Friday. I'm already loving this story. And <laughs> I was like, ah, "She just took the wind out of my sails." And I was like, oh, "We'll just." I, I, I couldn't even discuss it. I was like, "Okay, you've got something going on. We'll talk later." Sure. So I go to my house, and I get to my house, and there's a party going on. I was, I just wasn't even in the mood. I was. Were we there at that party? Yes. Okay. It was outside. There's a bonfire, and um, so I, I just kind of, I, I sat down. I had a, I had a few beers. And I was like, I just wasn't in the mood to party anymore. So I was like, I'm just gonna go to bed. So I went to bed. The next day, I get up. Um, I'm hanging out. Me and my roommate are sitting there watching, I don't know, The Sopranos maybe, maybe wrestling. I, I don't know. And I get a text message. And the text message is a picture of a pregnancy test mm. with the positive sign. From your girlfriend who just broke up with you the night before. Right. So I'm, I'm imagining that uh, emotions were high with her. She probably knew. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. probably... I'm assuming she knew. She didn't just find out the next morning. Right, right. But... That's how I found out. So I went over there and we talked it out. And, uh, you know, here we are. You're still here today. Yeah. I didn't cry then. I'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) I'll get to that. But um, that is how I found out. It was... uh, uh, She was freaking out. I mean, you know. Sure. I can understand that. I can only imagine what we go through and we we know that what they go through it's got to be magnified oh, yeah. it really does yeah. and it's got to be a complete game changer because we don't have to carry this thing you know we don't have to grow it we don't have to do anything doesn't really change. we doesn't just change. have to support it yeah. doesn't change our bodies mm. your body looks like it's changed but it hadn't changed <laughs> it has not changed mine you know 
It's definitely <laughs> changed all of our bodies in this room. Just on a different platform. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, it so just, those are some... It just makes it more acceptable to have that dad bod, I feel like. like that's hey, right. Yeah. I can be a little fatter because I have a kid. What that, of it? That's right. It's official, man. Let loose. Let... I, have, I have something that links me to her. She can never leave now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, those are some fun stories about how you find out. And and for those of you out there that are expecting children or uh, are thinking about you know getting in bed with having kids... And that's kind of a pun. Yeah, but, let's, uh, let's back that up. <laughs> yeah, that um, it, for those of it. you who are, who are doing that, um, those are a couple of stories on how you found out you're never going to know. You know, it, it's really up to the the wife or the girlfriend or you know your significant other to pick that right time to tell you. Mm. And I think that we have all found that those were, might have been inconvenient times. Uh, but is there any a real right yeah, time? I mean, that's the thing. You can't plan it out, really, can you? Right. But I feel like you guys had pretty good ones. You got a freaking gift, and yours is on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mine, I mean, mine was... No, mine I, is, yeah. Yeah. I got a gift that I couldn't use for an additional year. All right. Let's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so those are the stories about how we found out. Now... Um, so how long did it take for you guys before you told your family? Because I feel like that's a big thing. Like, when do you tell people? Because some people want to tell people super early, and then other people are like, well, you need to wait till you go to that first doctor's appointment right. to make sure that everything's okay, because you don't want to jump the gun and then have something wrong, and then it's going to be hard harder for everybody that is one of the stickiest things out there to to step on eggshells or walk around it because i mean it gets to the point where one i think everybody would agree you kind of tell your family first um just to get that out of the way i didn't necessarily but we did as a whole tell the family before our friends right um and it got so so much so that you know we i think we told our family close to when we found out uh, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of weeks later we maybe a week or two later um, but I, I specifically also remember not wanting to tell your friends or people that you're out with and if you are known as a drinker like <laughs> most of us are it is kind of hard to tiptoe around that because when you're in a social setting you're always drinking right and I specifically remember my wife wanting me to fill beer bottles with soda to take them to other people's houses so I had to strategically get the cap off of a beer bottle Fill it with soda, put the cap back on, put it in like a cooler, and take it to people's houses. I remember your house. I, I'd remember that too. Really this was just so you wouldn't drink beer? No, no, no. It's so that she's appearing to drink beer, oh. so nobody's drilling her oh. about, hey, oh, okay. why aren't you drinking tonight? Okay. I thought um, you were saying this was for you because you were going to drink a couple beers and start telling everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think, and you're right, because I think other I think other women are very are very keen on that too if they notice another woman's not drinking they're like are you pregnant yeah yeah they pick up on it especially if they've had a baby i don't i don't know it was fun for us um sorry no no no. for us like you know since we had that trip to new orleans planned dana was just like we we told dana's sister she was there when we found out like we were we were staying at her house um we told the other people we went to new orleans with because it was like you know this is what's going on and then when we got back from new orleans dana was just like Oh man, New Year's was rough. I need to take like a month off from having any drinks or going out or anything. Smart. So people were like, oh, okay, but they were still skeptical. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. We, I, I told my friend first because Charlie was sitting on the couch with me. So I was like, dude, look at this text <laughs> message I just got. <laughs> what do you, What do you think that means? Um, 
God. <laughs> what is this? It is a very intimate text message. Yeah. It's like a, hey, man. It's like a, a nude selfie. It's I was like, like, hey, no, look no, at no. this. Am I, look looking at this. At this? Am I looking at this right? <laughs> is this? What do you think? No, no, turn it around. Um, what kind of nude selfies are you getting? Yeah. <laughs> what is what is going on here? Um, so I, I ended up telling my brother first, and then, yeah, told family first. Um, we... It was in, I think it was in late February when we found out. And then, um, yeah, we checked with the doctors first, made sure everything's good, that we're, everything's a go. So, we, so, so I guess how long are you supposed to wait until you tell people? I think people recommend you wait until after that first doctor's appointment yeah. because then you can tell, make sure that the kid, you know, the baby is healthy, healthy and, and growing and in there and there's no, com- no real complications. I mean, they can't obviously tell that there's not going to be any complications, but sure. you know that's kind of one of the first hurdles, I guess, you get past. Yeah. And then once that happens, then you know they they there's a certain stage of development. I do really remember though. I think when we found out, or when I found out specifically, you know, a month later, I was going to uh, this music festival, and it's down in Florida, and I remember. It wasn't Ichiku. It was a one in Live Oak, Florida called Huluween. And I remember my wife, right before I left, she said, don't tell anybody that we're pregnant because it's not the time yet. And I was like, okay, I'm not... I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I don't even know if we've told our parents this at this point, right? So right. I'm down at Huluween. It's Saturday night, party night. String Cheese putting on this big cover set. Cover set's over. They got one more left. Me and the two people that I was with, a couple of buddies, and one of my buddy's girlfriends were just sitting in the grass, and it just comes out, right? I'm like, hey, guys, I'm having a kid. (laughs) And then immediately, my mind went back to my wife right before I walked out the door saying, don't tell anybody. So I'm all nervous, right? And I'm like... Oh my God! They were they were congratulating me. We were celebrating. Sure. We were all high on life and posting you know, it. Yeah, I get, we weren't posting. No, I get back and I remember I, I remember walking in the door and I just hung my head and I go, Stephanie, I got to tell you something. And she's like, What? And I go, I told you know Joel and Mandy and Michael that that I'm having that we're having a baby. And she was like, Okay, uh, I've told like six people. And I was like, <laughs> right. You told me not to tell anybody. It's tough not to tell people, man, because, I mean, you, you need an outlet. You need to talk about it. That's big emotions going on, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to tell me Michael Franti came on stage. It was like, oh, my God. Hey, me and, every band me, me and every band member uh, are having a baby. And, <laughs> and then Bucky's like, I need to call my dad. I'm going to take 10-minute break so anybody in the crowd that's having a baby can go ahead and tell everybody yep, around. Go ahead and call your parents. <laughs> Everybody's crying. Bucky calls his dad, <laughs> leaves a weird voicemail. It's great. No, that's so classic. So speaking of, you know, going to the first doctor's appointment and not telling people until you go through that, like, how was the first doctor's appointment for you guys? Because that, that was when shit really got real for me. And I think that was like, you know, when Dana first told me, I, I don't think I cried. You know, I was definitely like emotional and happy and excited and scared. Yeah. But I don't feel like I got really emotional until that first sonogram where you see that little fluttering heartbeat. Like, man, I'm just getting, I'm getting like chills right, right now just thinking about it. Like it was that was just like okay your life is completely different it's next a special level. moment is next level yeah I, I i think i don't really remember the 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 doctor's visit i remember specifically is the one where they told us the gender and for mm. for whatever reason my wife and i felt like we we're having a boy we just in our heart of hearts we just knew we were having a boy mm-hmm. and it wasn't we wanted a boy we just felt like i don't know i feel like we're having a boy that's funny she's like i feel that way too and i was like yeah me too i don't know so we're we're dumb 
and <laughs> we go to the doctor and the doctor's like doing the the are you married at this point <clears throat> no no so the doctor's going through and doing the uh what, what do they call that uh ultrasound ultrasound oh yeah so she's doing the ultrasound and she's like yeah she's she looks pretty good and she said she and that's when my life changed that's when i was and not not for i was like overcome with like i knew exactly i was having a daughter and it was i was overjoyed uh, to be honest with you i was it was just a, a single stop moment point in my life that'll stick with me forever sure that's oh. funny. We we totally thought that we were going to be having a girl. Like Dana and I had a girl name picked out. Yeah, and it, it was just same thing. Like based on nothing. Right. Based on absolutely nothing. But just we're feelings. just like, uh, it seems like it might be a girl. And yeah. And it was a dude. Yeah. See, mine is, um, it's on that level, but uh, it was, uh, it's sprinkled with disappointment. So when we go in, uh, is this and, one of those things no, we're going to have to edit out? No, <laughs> did, did no, the, no, no. It's fine. My wife will. She. The, we'll collaborate with this and, and tell you exactly that this happened. Did so the we, Titans lose? The, no, the, the Titans weren't involved. So we go in the room that you're talking about. She's laying on the bed, got the jelly and the picture and the whatever, what'd you call it? Ultrasound. Ultrasound. Yeah. Um, and I'm standing at the foot of the bed looking at this TV because the doctor was like, hey, you might want to look at this TV. This is going to give you your first you know, shot of you know what this child looks like. Right. And the entire time of my wife's pregnancy... And before that, all I've wanted in my life is a girl. Like, that's it. I am a ladies' man type person. I know that's probably not the best description. Yeah. yeah. I've always been about women. My grandmothers, my aunts, my mom, my, you know, all my nieces and everything. You've had a lot of strong women in your life. Strong women. Gotcha. I was raised by a single mother. All I wanted was a girl, right? Yeah. And we're standing in this room. I'm at the foot of the bed. And she rolls over the stomach and she goes oh look there and she pointed up there and then she walks around says stephanie hold this thing on she walks around and points at the tv and she goes you see that thing right there and i was like oh my god and she goes that's the male part and i did not turn around to look at my wife for at least 40 seconds my hand was over my mouth i was just it was the most devastating thing that has ever happened to me. And one of them in my entire life to find out that I'm having a boy instead of a girl. It's called penis envy. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned around eventually. I'm almost in mad tears. And um, seriously, like this happened to me. And then, you know, it took a while for it to settle in. And now, you know, two years later, I have the most amazing kid you know, I would right. not trade him for a girl for the world. Absolutely. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Well, I, I could understand that. Yeah. The, I, I, so we found out we were having a girl. I, I, I didn't cry then. I, I was very stoic. And then I went out in my truck and cried by myself. And But yes, I was I, I was overjoyed, man. It, 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 I didn't want a boy or, or a, I don't know. Was, it, I've lived life as a boy. It's, it's nice to kind of experience raising a girl she's a girl dude through and through she's sure all girl pink unicorns all that barbies stuff. cooking yeah. classes oh yeah she also owns her own business too yeah see i guess like um it didn't matter to me either way like i just really wanted to have like you know hopefully a healthy kid healthy, like yeah. and with i didn't want you know i wanted to hopefully have no complications with the pregnancy for dana or anything like that so for me it was like boy girl 
it didn't really matter that much. Right. Dana was definitely leaning more towards the girl. She was a little more upset. Uh, I don't know about upset. Her just, and Bucky probably could have talked it out. Right. I just didn't want my name to go any further. <laughs> I wanted my last name to end with me. I just wanted to be that type of Game of Thrones type thing. I think you should watch Game of Thrones before you start <laughs> making references, maybe. That's true. Um, let me ask one quick question, because uh, old boy, sure. you said something that kind of stuck out to me. Did you guys tell her, tell the person that you wanted to know the gender, or did they just kind of reveal it without you saying anything? I think they revealed it. I, I think it was like the meeting we were going to find out anyway, but I, I, I don't remember. They, But she just threw it out there. That's kind I, of surprising, because a lot of people, do, I mean... I don't know. People don't want to know. And we, you know, we found, we did some genetic testing um, just to make sure there was no problems. And that's, we found out that way, like ahead of of the uh, ultrasound that where they tell you. So when we got in there, the ultrasound tech was like, do you guys want to know who, what the gender is? And we're like, we already know it's not, you know, you don't have to keep Dr. Hay or whatever. Yeah. Dr. Hay was in the building. Dr. Hay was like, Hey, I can go in there and flip this kneecap switch. If you want want. right now, one time only. (laughs) Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we were going to find out, and she just said she, and it was like, uh, yeah, it's just surprising because I mean, what if you didn't want to know, and then they told you, and it's right. Okay, so now we've covered, um, you know, the day you found out, the day you told some people, uh, your friends and family. We've covered the day you found out what gender it is, and now the meat of the subject really comes from what do you do as a parent to prepare for this being to come into this world like chain smoke cigs and drink bourbon do as much get it all out of the way just rail lines of (laughs) shouldn't say that no do as much as you can go on as many vacations no we're talking about preparation uh not preppers like for the end of the world but we're talking about prep well yeah it could be bury some bottle of water and you're prepping for this child to you know, enter this world, and that means everything from what? Reading the books to going to classes to uh, baby-proofing your house, I guess. Um, sure. I, 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 I'm still nine months in. I'm still baby-proofing stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to over time. But did you – okay, let's just start with some simple stuff. Did you guys read any books about having kids? I may have leafed through a book, but I don't. I couldn't even tell you what it, what it was. I don't know. What's that uh, Seth Rogen movie where he knocks knocked up? Knocked no. up. <laughs> I just had to say it's it right. out loud. Yeah, yeah. So out. in that movie, like she is adamant about him just reading tons of baby books, right? And she finds out that he hasn't read any of them. You're right. I gave you a book. My wife gave it to me. I read three quarters of it. Yeah, I did not did get through. I basically me. read through the birth and i was like i'll yeah. figure it out from there right <laughs> so i got up to that point it was called from dude to dad it's actually a pretty interesting read for you guys out there if you're looking for a suggestion if you had one book to read i would read that it really parallels you know going out and drinking to find it out you're having a kid to exactly what we're talking about here is that one of the 12 books you've read in your life do you or it, it is it is well, no no no. i read three quarters so okay. it's technically not a full book oh, okay well, so it doesn't count no okay, okay. i, I I feel like a lot of the things you're going to go through and learn are intuitive and you just don't, you don't know it, but you do know it. Um, you, you know what to do. I mean, they might have to teach you how to swaddle your kid, yeah, you sure, know? Yeah. Um, but everything else is really natural. I feel like, and you, you know exactly what to do. It's, it is very intuitive. Did you go to any classes? No, actually, I was I was just thinking about that, like the breathing thing. No, we didn't do any of that. I didn't. We didn't go to any classes either. We did. We went to 
well, we went to a CPR class, which I think I'm glad we did that. I think that was great. Like it was, that is, you know, adult CPR, but mostly focused on CPR for kids and infants. That sure. is smart. You know, we haven't had to use it. Thank God. Knock on wood. But like, sure. Uh, I can't know, imagine it, what I would do if I was in that situation and I didn't have that training. Dude, I, it, I mean, it's like a couple weeks ago, you know, our kid is uh, starting to finally feed him. You know, he's, he's to the point where he's feeding himself, you know, so he's like gets excited and shoves a bunch of food in his mouth. And he started choking on, uh, I can't even remember what it was. And I just like the training like immediately flooded back into my head and I didn't have to use it. You know, we got him up and I could pull like the food out of his mouth and he was fine after that. But it was just like. You knew what by to do. instinct it was like okay I need to get him like over my knee and like I need to be patting on his back and trying to get it out that way so it's like it's a pretty important thing not everybody needs to do it I guess sure but it's it nice gave, to have yeah it gave me a little more sense of calm about the whole thing just knowing that you know that one thing that's, a, that's actually a really good idea and then we did another class where they like teach you how to swaddle and stuff that one was that one was all right I, I feel like even that was still kind of like. They were giving you really. They were then, trying to scare you a little bit still. Well, don't way. they teach the, you that? Like when you're in the hospital, yeah, like the when nurse. you're having the baby, the nurse comes in and gives you like one crash course on it. And says, "All right, good luck." Yeah. yeah, but do you remember any? I mean, we'll touch on this on another episode. How much do you actually remember from the hospital? Like that was just a whirlwind for me. It was like, true. I blacked out. I mean, I remember. Not from Titans game. No, I mean, you, you do remember a lot of stuff, but that's like a whirlwind. So it was just like, you know, it was nice to have that little precursor. I sure. Guess. That is a good idea, actually. That's not, that's, I, I kind of wish we had taken a CPR class. That's a, that's not a bad idea. Actually. It's not, it's never too late, man. I mean, yeah. it, it was like, you know, this wasn't some extended training. It was like a four hour class and it was, I, I don't know. I would recommend Got it a lot out of it. it. And yeah. when I think about your daughter, I think about the movie filled of dreams when the little girl gets just choking on the hot dog and the old man comes out of the, uh, the cornfield and ghost. comes and saved her. <laughs> yeah. The ghost saves her. Yeah. And then he becomes young all of a sudden and hits a home run and then walks back into the cornfield. So I'm Kevin Costner? No. <laughs> he, no. You're the old man? Who's <laughs> You're the baseball player? Who's James you're, Earl Jones? You're the baseball player that needs a doctor because you didn't go to the CPR classes. And I bet Sam eats a lot Oh, you're saying I'm the shitty stepdad? No. 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 Is there a Didn't stepdad? the doctor in that movie just like pat her on the back and then that was it? Like, Slapped a hot dog yeah, he, just, he just patted her on the back, <laughs> hot dog came out. And there is a stepdad, I think, in that movie. So what you're telling me no, is an uncle. to not let my kid eat hot dogs. Check. Okay. I, I think that's a good good yeah. rule. All right. So books, classes, we get it. Um, what else did you do pr- to prepare? And I want to bring this part up is baby proofing because everybody, depending on who you know or who you talk to or who you've, you know, has already experienced this, they're going to shove all of this down your throat. Read these books, go to these classes, baby proof your house. Now, what I get so driven, uh, so worked up about are people who baby proof their house before the baby's even born. And I'm talking yeah. about like putting these big handles on door handles and like Ugh. all of these things where you can't get your cabinets open if you like, unless you like pull this switch or something. Yeah. And you're talking about baby proofing your house way like i'm talking two years before they can even stand up and grab that drawer sure like you know because this is before the baby's even born why would you do that to yourself as a parent um and i i'm avid to baby proof as time goes on yeah Um, as as the kid reaches that stage then and to be completely transparent with our listenership our baby proofing at our house has consisted of 
two things, two single things, and there was two rubber bands. One on the uh, two drawers underneath the sink where you keep all the you know chemicals, Bleach, yeah, and then one on the cabinet where they can get their own food. Like that's it. That's, <laughs> that's my whole baby proofing of my house. Yeah, two I mean, rubber I'm, bands. I'm with you. Yeah, we put we put some kind of deal on the on the household chemicals, and then uh, that may have been it at the time when she started walking. We put a gate up. As as she got older, I mean, but it we never had a gate. We literally just moved the bar cart out of our living room once <laughs> once it could start to crawl. Like, I was just like, well, this is going to have to go into the other room now. And He's then they're going to pull this down or start drinking off of it. Yeah. We had there was like a corkscrew like right as uh, reach, so it was like, okay, maybe we should move this. Yeah, let's get out. <laughs> I don't want him getting into the good scotch. Yeah. The, we had stairs though. No, at the, that's at true. The first, yep, at the, that well, first true. two houses, so we put gates up because I. Oh yeah, you know, I don't want her climbing or falling down some stairs. So I mean, baby proofing is really up to you out there. Um, it really depends on your house. I feel like I you guess know? it some does people's, too. Some people's house needs more baby proofing than others. Yeah, yeah, we should have. When I look back on it, we probably should have baby proofed this big glass coffee table that has four corners on it because uh, we have found out the hard way that you can cut open your uh, eye and you have to get it glued back together with skin glue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's happened to our kids. So I could, I would have, if I could go back, I would have put like little uh, foam corners on yeah. on coffee table. Well, we put foam corners on our coffee table, and our kid fell in a spot that didn't have foam corners and gave himself a black <laughs> Still, eye. So yeah. I think it's, I mean, some of that stuff is inevitable. I mean, it, I feel like it goes kind of back to our sheltering episode. You know, it's like a you can do stress. some of that stuff, yeah. But it's a kid's gonna have to fall and hit his face on something to realize, okay, maybe I should be a little more careful. Like, very true. Yep. Okay, so uh, other than baby proofing, another big thing that people want to talk about out there and know about is their their room. Um, what did you do to prepare for that baby to come in by setting up a room? You know, oh, oh. for those of you out there, whether you have an extra room for your child or not, you still have to set up some section of a room. Yeah, yeah we we painted a room. You, that's mm-hmm. all you did. Yeah, you did move crib in, like in there. A, yeah, you you buy a crib. Okay, uh-huh, Let, let's talk about the. You're talking about the basics here. You paint it. You you put a crib in there. You put a little what rocking chair so you can rock them to sleep. Yeah, one of those little satellite looking things. But did you go all out? Like, did you or your wife go all out for their room? Like we, to make it special. We okay. went out. Well, my wife went all out. I should say. I mean, I helped paint and put together all the furniture and stuff like that. But she had a very specific idea. I feel like of how she wanted to decorate it. And honest, to be honest, like. We moved into this house that we live into now thinking that the room that we made the kids' room was going to be the kids' room. So right. we already kind of had an idea yeah. for it. You know, It was like in our in our mind. So, Well, you want it to be comforting for the child, right? Because that helps. Um, yeah. You know, bland colors and like actually bland colors on the walls and then popping colors on everything else that you do just, you know, to give them some kind of visual Depending on if you want to, you know, theme your your kids' room or not. Our kids' room is themed uh, very water oriented, and i.e., like lake type things. A lot of boats, a lot of uh, you know, underwater aquarium looking things sea on the dudes. walls. No, 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 he doesn't have a sea do yet, but um, <laughs> yet. We, yeah, we colored it blue, and you know, we we made it look like an ocean type lake type atmosphere, and yeah, that's yeah. what I want him to grow up in. Uh, just Put so happens a year ago, our boat you know, completely went mm-hmm. down. So now we don't have a boat. So he's going to grow up in that and just always wonder well, what it's you, like. You know what Aristotle said? It was always better to have a boat than to never have a boat at all. 
So there's <laughs> thank that's you. That's pretty nice. You know, there's people out there that don't have boats. Philosophy never, from old boy. never had a boat. Yep. So that's really nice. Did you put sand in his room? Uh, I didn't. I, mm, in some of the aquariums, it appears to have sand, but it's not sand. Okay. Well, yep. So now, I mean, you know, you've you've possibly read the books. You've you know you've gone to the classes. You've baby proofed your house. You've set up your kids' room, and now all that's left is the anticipation. And that that's another point too is you're done, or you might procrastinate and work right up to the you know the birth of the baby, but you're done at this point. You're like, well, okay, let's bring it on you know get on i always think of uh when i when i found out or when i wanted to have that kid and i'm i remember the next to last episode of the show the wire um when <laughs> i see you shaking I your did. head I, roll, I rolled my eyes Is, I, I, yes you you popped a drug bus no when the major character got killed and he's stuck in that stairwell you know and uh the two guys are coming in with the guns and he's just like get on with it motherfuckers and then all of a sudden they shoot him that's what I think about when that little period between I'm done and I want you to come out now. Um, Just to be clear, that was not the last season of The Wire, so people don't. Oh, know it was the second to last the, season. You're it right. was the third season. It wasn't even the second to last. And who was it? Oh, as Omar and Stringer Bell. Stringer have you Bell. even uh, ever yeah. seen The Wire? <laughs> I have. It's one of my favorite shows. I do yeah. want to. I'm, t- not, I'm not one on names. You're right. So, so you're just waiting on that baby to pop out now. Um, That's it. Was weird for me because I think. I had some friends coming in town to go see Weezer at Ascend Amphitheater. And that was in, like, our kid was due in August, like late August. That was in July, mm-hmm. maybe Ooh. mid-July or something like that. Countdown. I'm not even thinking anything about it. We go out to dinner. Everything's cool. My friend's fiance that came down to go to the show was like, asking Dan, she's like, aren't you worried you're going to go into labor and he's going to be at that show? And I was like... That's when that that hit me. I was oh. like, "Oh crap! I didn't even think about that." Like, then he's gonna come out to a Weezer concert. Dana wasn't at the show. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't go to that show. But it was just like the fact that, like, even a month out, it was like, "Oh crap! This could happen really you, anytime." At the you can't concert. go on vacation. You you really. I mean, that's. I got a lot of vacations out of the way. Prior right. To, you could. No. No. You did. God. Sounds like it. I did not. Mm. Um, you just said you did. <laughs> I went to my first WrestleMania, uh, and that was like my last two, Bucky's last hoorah before this kid comes and your life completely changes. You were still hoorah, yeah. my friend. <laughs> I went out to California and shot a short film. That was one thing I definitely like. I was uh, like, I got to do something creative, one last. Now, it's not one last thing, but it was, you know, before things get more hectic, I need this. Right. Time becomes Oh, boy, limited. did you do anything? I quit smoking. Uh, okay. So I don't remember three months of the nine. Because I quit smoking and it was a complete. I was not myself, and but sure. I did, but I, I wanted to do that before my kid got here, so I did it, and uh, I I don't remember it. Okay, <laughs> I was a monster. Well, we hope you uh, enjoyed just a little piece of our you know experience with the first nine months, from the day you found out you're having a kid to you know pretty much the day you go to the hospital. Well, I guess we're going to call this episode four for our, for our parenting. So stay tuned a little bit later on in the year. We're going to you know follow this up with the sequel. Episode five is what maybe what we'll call it. Uh, the you know from the time that you found out that that kid was coming uh, to the time you left the hospital, and then maybe episode six will be. So in this theory, is that episode five like the dark episode, like being at the. Uh 
Yes. Being at the hospital is like our Empire Strikes Back. It is. Okay. He loses his hand, finds out Darth Vader's his father. There you go. I have a lot of parallels to Star Wars in my hospital episode that's coming up. So you guys continue to listen. We'll do episode, this episode four, episode five will be a hospital. And then episode six will be the first nine months of, you know, the child's life. And it'll kind of encompass everything that you need to know. If you are thinking about or about to have a child out there, um, we hope you got something out of today's episode from three guys who... Went it through a, it. Went through it, and it was a whirlwind for us. And you know, we we'd like to think that we're Bucky's clearly an expert because he's done it once. And <laughs> yeah, but, but if, by, by my rule of thumb, we are experts. We're experts on now. the first nine months. Just remember, if it, it, it can be very stressful, um, it's one of the most stressful things you can go through: moving, switching jobs, having a child. But I think we really fear what we don't know. But you do know it. It, it. It's very natural. Everything's very intuitive. Just enjoy it. Enjoy being pregnant. And yeah. I, w- I want to th- jump in there, too. Just real quick. Last piece of advice. Go out to dinner with your wife. Like, go out to a show. Go do something fun. Because it's like, you know, you're still th- you'll still be able to do that to an extent after the kid's, go- after the kids here. But it's not going to be the same. Whether you want to or not, you're totally thinking about your kid. You're like, I hope he's okay. I hope, you know, everything's going all right. I hope the babysitter's yep. not some weirdo. Like, yep. sure. So just make sure, I mean, go on dates, like enjoy it, enjoy it because it's a great time. And pregnant sex is great. Mm. Okay. (laughs) I'm honestly surprised it took this long to get to that. (laughs) Right. We know you have a thing. Oh man. There are a lot of people out there that have things. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, all right. Well, uh, join us for our seventh episode. (laughs) Things. People and their things. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear. 